Good morning, Lansing. It's Saturday, it's 9 a.m., and the pet experts are in the building. This is the MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show on 1320 WILS and 1320WILS.com. Now, here are your hosts, Rick Pruce and Lee Cohen. Welcome, pet keepers, to this week's MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show. I'm your host, Lee Cohen, here with my co-hosts, the pet experts themselves. First, by phone, traveling through the beautiful Buckeye State, we have Rick Pruce from Pruce Pets. Good morning, Rick. Good morning, you guys. You're pretty good today. <laughs> I bet. Well, just beware as we're talking. And across from me here in the studio, Dr. Will Schultz retired. And welcome to the studio, Doc. Yes, good morning, guys. Rick, you are the star this week. I, I'm going to just start the show. We've got a great show planned. I want to tell everyone about it, but I can't do it without talking about what you pulled off last weekend. Uh, I don't know how you did it, but bottom line is even the weather cooperated with you, and you guys really turned it out in Old Town because everybody was there. Yeah, you know, it was uh, most well-attended uh most talked about um dog trick or treat that we've ever had and i have to tip my hat to everybody that participated and helped and volunteered uh specifically uh my daughter decided to make this big and when she thinks puts her mind to something uh well it happens so um the public um i i, I just think we have a lot of people to help including uh, uh including your dj right there <laughs> it was a great night. You know what was really cool about it was that all of your storefronts that participated all were handing out candy for dogs and for people also. Well, that was really good. And yeah. I, I could not witness that, but you had the ringside seat for that. Why don't you talk a little bit about uh, yeah. your yep. experience? Yeah, well, you I, I, right, I wandered around town um, to all these storefronts, and what was interesting was they all sat outside. Some of them had people come inside. But your old town streets, up and down the streets, up down Turner Street, up down uh, Cesar Chavez, were covered in costumes and dogs in costumes. So people were dressed up, dogs were dressed up, and they were um, handing out dog goodies, people goodies. Uh, it was a very, very nice community effort. Yeah, we really, really enjoyed it. It was, it's, it's that annual event that you really don't ever want to go without. Right, and then and then as you walked up and down the street, then you hit the parking lot at Bruce's with a couple tents up, with a with a uh, food truck up, and it's, the smell was phenomenal. Had to drive all the dog nuts, um, but it was it, it was a, a, a just a you know a downtown community event that was really worth being at. And even if you didn't have a dog, you know there were people that were wandering around looking at the dogs, petting the dogs. And uh, it was worth the time. Yeah, but I got to say, Rick, I think the judging was fixed because I thought the dogs <laughs> with the Legos deserved to win. And they didn't get it. Would uh, They did not win, did they? Well, it was not fixed, that's for sure. And the one that did win uh, was just outrageously uh, done. And um, you could talk a little bit about that. Yeah, it was a cute. The, the winner was the Top Gun dog. It was a, a she, she was pulling like a fighter jet with a dog with goggles in it, and the little it's a tiny dog. I can't remember what breed it was. It was a small fuzzy little dog, but 
the dog was perfect in the role, and I and I don't. The only thing I wanted to see was I wanted to see the thing doing barrel rolls down the parking lot, but it didn't happen. Right. But it was pretty cool. <laughs> but there were some very very unique, like Lee was talking about, the ones that were the Legos, and it was a group of dogs <laughs> with two ladies, and uh, they basically were Legos, big Legos, <laughs> and uh, that was cute. And the other one that was really interesting, I thought, was the Undertaker one, where the dog was driving the Undertaker truck, and uh, the owners were dressed appropriately also. It, it, there were some incredibly cool costumes that people made. Yeah. No, I was I was excited, and, you know, it it, it happens once a year, and uh, kind of good. <laughs> it took a lot of effort, but kind of great, because everybody in the community seemed to really pull together, so yeah. very fortunate. Right. Well, yeah. it, it was a great event, but, Rig, you're hogging the spotlight, and we really need to turn to this week's show, because if you haven't figured out, the puns are going to be very often and very poor, but I'm going to use them anyway, because we're going to talk about pigs today. Yeah. And it is a subject that, Rick, it was funny, I was saying to Doc before we got started, it showed up in my memories that 10 years ago today, we were talking talking about pigs on this show. So I don't know what is so I, significant. I, I guess it's deserving about every 10 years. you got to do it. Yeah, I, I guess it is. But we're going to talk first with a lady out in Utah who absolutely guarantees you that pigs do fly because when she sells you a pig, she'll fly it out to you uh, no matter where in the country you are. And she knows we're in Michigan, and she's done business with a lot of people in Michigan. Wow. So we're going to talk with her first about teacup pigs and and little pigs. Then we're going to talk with someone who's actually in Michigan uh, about mini pigs. And now she really doesn't breed them as much for selling as much as she's become a rescue for (laughs) mini pigs. Because there's a lot of people out there who hear the word mini pig. And mini has lots of definitions for different people. And unfortunately, when they realize what a mini pig actually is, they need somebody to jump in and help out. So that's the conversation we're going to have this week on the MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show on 1320 WILS. Welcome back to the MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show on 1320 WILS. We're back here with the MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show and we have with us on the line a first-time guest. It's Karen Garlic, and she has a business that, uh, if you're looking for a cute name, I got to tell you, Karen, you came up with it. It's Pampered Piglets, because I got to tell you, when I think of the imagery that comes to my mind, when I think of a pampered piglet, I'm certain that lipstick must be a part of that particular ensemble. I like tutus also. <laughs> got to be a yeah, pig with that, a tutu. That Pierce tears, huh? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, can you tell us about what kind of pigs that you're involved with and just help people to understand what you're talking about when they hear that they're talking to someone who's from Pampered Piglets? Yeah, so I raise a special little breed of piglets to stay small. Um, there's very few breeders in the United States that actually have actual miniature pigs that actually stay tiny and are house pets. Um, so I have a Juliana Nanos. Um, I breed a Juliana, which is kind of a spotted um, piglet, which has a really great nature about them. Um, but their noses tend to be a little bit longer. 
Um, the nano pig tends to have more solid colors with various colors of, you know, solid and, and uh, big patches. Um, I also have a, a designer color that I'm the only one that in the United States has designed, um, which is kind of a pink pig, which is white with a half red or big red spots on it. And I've developed that over the years. I've been in business since 2005. I'm one of the best-known breeders in the United States um, with the small pigs. Um, They're great-natured, get along with kids, get along with other animals. They housebreak almost themselves, very clean. They do not shed. Um, They like to sleep with you. They like to go on walks. You can teach them tricks. Um, You know, it's like having another dog around any different nature, more like a five-year-old child versus uh, just a another animal. They're ranked uh, one of the smartest animals in the United States. So, And your pigs house train? They are. They actually can house train themselves or litter box train them, um, even at uh, like a couple days old. That's amazing. Um, and when, they, when they're first born, they actually will take off and run out from the mother and go away, go to the bathroom, and then run back. Just immediately, they train themselves to be clean. Amazing. And on your website, you have these beautiful little piglets in there. So your adult pigs, how big do they get? Um, they can range anywhere from about 15 pounds up to about 50 pounds. Uh, neutering and spaying them will keep them smaller and keep them better natured um, because it takes kind of the hormones out of them so they don't tend to grow bigger to have babies. So right. uh Breeders can be, you know, a little bit bigger. That's why I say I've got maybe 50. I could have one even up to 60 pounds if it eats more because I have to feed enough that everybody gets fed. You know, nobody gets uh, lacking food. And and this is not a breed that you can just starve. Like people think, oh, it's a teacup pig, so it's got to be starved. No, it's kind of like having a chihuahua and a Great Dane. A Great Dane isn't bred to be small like a chihuahua, and you can't starve a Great Dane down to become small like That's a, you exactly know, like a teacup right. chihuahua. So. Well, well, Rick Pruce, I don't know that there's a better way to bring you into the conversation than mentioning having a chihuahua and a Great Dane, because you're the only person <laughs> I know who does. So yeah. what questions do so, you have? The, the, the question that I have, I guess... <laughs> is just um, not being really intimately connected to people that own pigs. I don't know many that do. What are the take heeds type things? What are the things that uh, maybe when people call you that you kind of screen for that maybe would not make a great uh, owner of a, a little piglet that you have? Um, or what are the types of concerns people register that might have any kind of uh, reason to be concerned? Sure. Okay, so people have the notion that these animals just scream, like these pigs just scream. Now, they are loud, and they can be loud. And just like a child, they have to be taught. So you take a kid into a candy store, and it starts to scream and throw its feet down and, you know, and kick. And what's mom do? She buys the candy or the toy. So with these little pigs, you pick it up, it goes to scream, you put it down, now you've rewarded that behavior. So they're very intelligent, like I said, kind of like a child, where, you know, you reward them for good behavior, not for bad behavior. So as far as that goes, you know, um, somebody that's not patient enough to, to take that into consideration can end up with a little brat child uh, with the pig. So, you know, you can have something that you've created to be a little monster if you don't... Um, 
you know, learn the right steps. Now with my business, I am there 24 seven. If somebody, you know, has a problem at midnight, one in the morning, they're welcome to call me so I can get it situated. And for learning curves and for teaching, you know, I'm there to help to, to teach the, so you're the like, you're, um, owner. You're like taking so. the pig to obedience class. Yeah, because yeah. there's certain ways, you, can, you know, that you need to train them. Um, just like a kid, you know, there's certain ways. But as far as, you know, they don't shed, they're not a dirty animal. They don't have an odor to them because, you know, they don't have those sweat glands like other animals do. They don't have the dander. I find that I've sold to a lot of people for therapy animals, and they've been very, very intelligent. Like, for instance, I had a lady that was diabetic. She bought a pig, and she told me that it has saved her life more than once. It oinks with winter sugars one way, like high, and a different oink when it's low. I had a person with muscular dystrophy that uh, their pig would meet its back with its nose, and it helped them out. And so um, being said like that, you know, they do work good for for animal, you know, therapy animals. And, uh, you know, I've had uh, different people with uh, special needs. I mean, they're there emotionally as far as, you know, because, like I said, this animal wants to be with you. If you're like, yeah. sitting on the couch, it doesn't want to be sitting down there on a pillow. It wants to be right up against you. Right. And- or sleeping with you, it wants to be against you. You know, they, they're very social animals. Right. And and I just so. looked up that they are hypoallergenic and people that have Correct. cat allergies or dog allergies can successfully own a pig without a problem. That's absolutely correct. I've had a couple families call me. One family in particular had several children that were like allergic to everything, including hamsters. Oh, and they bought a piglet off of me and they had absolutely zero problems with that pig. Now, I can't say that for every you know individual allergy out there because you know, each one's individual and different. But, in re- you know, the people that I've sold to that have had allergies to cats and dogs and, and such animals have not had the same problems with the piglets. So, so what brought pigs into your life? You know, I raised miniature. I, I raised the French bulldogs also, so I like They're close. They're really, actually really close. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then I'm also only five foot. So being little, I kind of like the little animals that kind of have the short little... Yeah, you know, body, short little, you know, because they have a little short legs. So, um, oh. you know, when they go down the stairs, they have a rough time going down, but better time going up because <laughs> they hit their legs on the stair and their belly hits. So, uh, you know, they have a harder time getting down over. So I don't know. It just connected with me because I am five foot. I'm just a little woman. And so th- that kind of an animal is just uh, was appealing to That's me. And, and, and the other but, thing is that you will ship these all over the country. Yeah, it did say in your ad that pigs do fly. Yeah, tell us about it. Uh, you know, but I hand-deliver them. So I actually oh. pay shippers that actually will come to my house, pick them up, and then hand-deliver them and hand them right to their owners. And, and you, have you, to get, you have to get health certificates to do this too, correct? Um, most of the time, but uh, most of the time, with like if I'm flying one, there's really only two airlines now that are flying pets, Alaskan and American. Um, I don't know if I can do that. I'm not trying to punch a, a okay. promotion or nothing for them. But they're so regulated with times, getting them there two hours early, and then temperature-wise, they can't be, you know, be under a certain temperature or over a certain temperature. And then with the COVID, it was really rough to get anything flying because most of the airlines weren't flying. So I started just paying um, pet shippers to come pick them up, and then that way they can just hand them directly to the owners. They know they're safe. They're watching them the whole route. Uh, feeding them, you know, they're not getting too hot. They're not getting too cold. 
um, and they have a, a, a human companion in there 24-7 as they're driving. Wow. So. Okay, so now I've got my pet pig. Uh, what do I feed it? Table scraps, or do you have a, a no? Like a, ab- a absolutely not. Okay, absolutely not. So there, there's a miniature pig food out there that I use. It's called Missouri Mini Pig Food. Um, you can buy it. Truck Supply usually carries it the whole time, but you can order it on Amazon. Um, it will keep your pig the size it needs to be. Now, you're not. You know, you can give it treats to train. Give it a blueberry. Give it a little piece of you know grape. Give it a a piece of an apple. Give it some. Um, you know, uh, string beans or something like that. I mean, but you're not like overfeeding that because the food's nutritionally 100% for the animal. Exactly. So it really has everything in it that you actually need. Now, as far as that goes, um, you can, like I said, give those one little thing so they can sit down, teach them to sit down, turn around, do different tricks, tricks like that. Also, you do not let them out grazing in the grass 24-7. People get the wrong idea that, you know, you can just let them out all day long while you're at work. And, you know, the thing is, people don't understand there's lots of sugar in grass. That's how oh. cows and pigs get, I mean, cows and horses stay big is because, you know, if they're grazing in alfalfa or whatever, they there's a lot of nutrition in that. So um, they can eat a little bit if you're out with them, but do not let them out because there are hormones and sugar and stuff in them that will make your piglet get bigger than what it should be. Now, Karen, one of the things that I recall from having interviewed uh, people talking about pigs in the past was that because they are so smart, it became very difficult to keep them out of the food. And I remember one lady in particular had to have locks installed on all of her kitchen cabinets because the pig (laughs) would break into the cabinets to get the food. Is that something that uh, people have to think about? You know, that is so, so true. Okay, pigs are are food motivated. And smart. So if you have a pig and you leave food out all the time, your pig's going to get fatter and bigger than what it should have been. Because of that, they will continue to eat even if they're not hungry. And so, you know, the food itself, it doesn't seem like you're giving a, a large portion, but it swells up in the stomach when you give it a lot of water, which they have to have a lot of water. When you're feeding pigs, if you do not have water right there with access with them, they will choke on the harder food. So like on the pellet, for instance, they'll grab a little pellet, eat a little bit, hurry and suck down some water um, because it gets caught and lodged into their into the throat if you don't have enough water there. So you want to give a lot of water with it. I, I, I got a question. Uh, we're talking about the front end, but uh, let's move to the back end. Uh, <laughs> sure. You, you mentioned that they could litter box train. Obviously, they can go outdoors. Yeah. But how odorous is their excrement? What what kind of odor problems might you have? I'm just imagining a litter box in my... my uh, my TV room, and I can't imagine that smells too good. Yeah, a cat has a whole different scent than a pig does. Okay, the the poop that comes out of the pig, let's just call it that, comes out in like like almost like little rabbit pellets. So I just use the clay kind, um, and as long as you're keeping it clean, your your litter box clean, it really doesn't have a bad odor to it. Now they're very easy to train to go outside. I've had several people that have train them just to take a little bell on the door and go over and ring the bell and go out and they go outside or go out the doggy door. So if you've got a dog, I've had people tell me that their pigs bark like their dogs do. They learn. So they'll follow the dog out, go out the doggy door, go to the bathroom, come back in. You're easily trained either way. Appreciate you coming on the show and talking about this. If people are interested in information, what's your website? 
It's pamperedpiglets.com, and I have lots of babies ready to go to homes right now, all sizes. Um, Unfortunately, people get scammed so easily. So if you're seeing something really cheap out there, people, please be careful. I get weekly calls on people that have sent three or 500 bucks Mm -hmm. out there and gotten no pig at all and not got their money back, or they end up with a pot belly that gets 300 pounds. So just be really cautious on who you're dealing with, because like I said, there's very few legitimates, but pamperedpiglets.com, and I'm Karen. My personal number is on the website, so you will get a hold of me when you call, and you're welcome to call and leave me a message or text me at any time, even with questions, if you got questions. Thank you so much. We've been speaking with Karen about uh, Pampered Pig, and we'll be back right after the break on 1320 WILS. Like us on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com forward slash MMPets. Upload your pet's picture or check out the silly pet photos that we put up there to get you through your day. Welcome back to the MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show, your number one source for information on taking care of your pets. Here are your hosts, Rick Proust and Lee Cohen. It's 9.35, and we're back here with the MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show. And we have with us on the line... Kim Laparo, who is the proprietor, I guess is the word I would use, essentially the heart, the uh, whatever word you wanted to use. This is a lady who loves mini pigs and wants to see really good things come to them and is involved with the rescue of them. Uh, welcome to the show, Kim. Thank you very much. Oh, it's our pleasure. Now, Kim, you you call uh, the farm where you do this. It's Applewood Acre Minis. Uh, Is that correct? Okay. Applewood. 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 Okay. And in terms of how did you get started with this? I mean, where did this idea come from and how long have you been doing it? Um, I've been doing it for about, um, I want to say, 15 years now. I started first uh, by getting a mini pig and loved as a child. I, I, you know, caught the grease pig in a in a fair, and I always had a love for pigs. <laughs> okay, so, how old were you? Wait a minute, wait a minute. We got to go back. How old were you? <laughs> About seven. Seven years old, and you're chasing yeah. a little greased up pig around. I caught the, the grease pig, and I, I won a chocolate cake. So, <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, yeah, that I, was amazing. I can see where that would have a lifelong impression. <laughs> <laughs> I was just a kid, and I loved them. Oh, um, that's awesome. So, yeah, I, I ended up, you know, getting a mini pig, and um, I, I said, wouldn't this be great? I would love for Maybelle to have babies, you know, and I could raise, you know, because I, I visited a lot of different farms before I actually ended up getting May. And, um, you know, I thought, well, I can do this. I could, I could raise them and sell them. You know, it would be a fantastic business for myself. I quickly realized that was uh, a no-go. I mean, people aren't in it for the long haul. And animals, I, I just, I have this really, my heart is filled with compassion for animals. And I couldn't watch them not get great homes. And there were so many people contacting me. When I started my business saying, hey, I have a pig and I can't keep it. So I switched gears. I no longer breed pigs. I only bred like four litters. Decided that wasn't for me. What was really um, my passion was to try to find and help rehome homeless pigs or pigs that were in need because there was so many. All the rescues are full. Yeah. And Um, and what's their average lifespan for your mini pigs? About 15 years. 
Yeah, so when people get one, it's like a dog. You've got to be ready oh, yeah. that you're going to have this for half of your yeah. kid's young life. You know, even people don't appreciate dogs that much. I mean, they get them and they're kind of like here today and gone tomorrow. If it doesn't work out, they, you know, they do what's right for their family. And I, I rearranged myself and my life to make them have a forever home. But that's not how everybody feels. So I'm, I feel compelled to just like try to take care of them and find them that fantastic forever home. I know they're out there. There are people out there that will give them that, and I will, you know. And I know there's other people like me. It's just trying to find the right fit, and it, it sometimes it's frustrating. Yeah, and there's no doubt that when you get the wrong person or the wrong lifestyle mix, uh, it can make for a problem. How have you gone about helping people to clarify if they're the right person to rehome them, because when you when you're out there searching for people, got to imagine you've got a lot of questions that you need to ask. I, I do a lot of phone interview um, that I like to meet in person. Um, I always request, not that it's a legal form of anything, but I request that if there's any issues that I would be the person um, and make them sign a form saying they would uh, let me have the pig back. I would be the first option before they would try to rehome on their own because that ends up badly. I actually had one gentleman um, in Royal Oak, Michigan, and he wanted to, he, he contacted me because he wanted to upset his neighbor. He lived in the city limits <laughs> and he was allowed to have a pig and the guy was doing something he didn't like in his yard. He wanted to get a pig to put out there just to upset his neighbor. <laughs> oh, come I, on. I mean, so you can, you can, you know, yeah. you can... You just sort of interview that right out in the beginning and just say that's a no-go. That's right. Um, yeah. Right. Find out what. So the, and, what's the number one? Okay, so I've got a pig. I've decided I want a pig. What's the number one reason that they want to surrender the pig for? Is it too? Did it get too big? Did they get the wrong kind of pig? Uh, no. Uh, a lot of times it's destruction. Oh. Um, they'll say, I didn't realize it would eat the woodwork if I left it alone in a room. Um, I didn't realize it would break out and go to my neighbor's yard and root up all their flowers. Um, I didn't realize I couldn't keep it in my area. That's right. what I get. Okay. And so you're, you're, the pigs you get are all mini pigs? Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not opposed to taking a, a large pig, and I've told my daughter that, you know, I would be excited at that. I, I've never owned a full-size pig. I would love one. Not that I want anyone to have issues, but that would be the only way I would get one is if someone wanted to surrender one to me. But at this moment, I'm full up anyway. Yeah, I I get mostly, I get pigs that range. Uh, Pukachula was about 250 pounds, Ooh. and I have um, uh, fern who's about 45 pounds. So oh, they, they range, fern. you know, I mean, they can be anywhere from 50 to 200 pounds. And how many do you have now? I have 15. <laughs> and they all have it's names? Really, they're very expensive to feed, you know, with that many. So, and I do this, I still work full time and I do this um, uh, just because I love them. And uh, I built them a new barn. Um, they have a, a beautiful oh. barn with, you know, nice flooring and, you know, separate pens. And we have, uh, you know, uh, a dream to make them a big outdoor uh, area off the back of their pen. 
Um, that's just going to be in the, you know, the years to follow. But right now we let them out individually and they can go visit underneath the apple trees and eat apples in the summer. And, you know, it's, it's nice for them. They, they're enjoying their life now, very are much. They, are they all together or they are separated? No, for the most part, I, I can tell right away who's more dominant and should not be. I have two that are very dominant, um, out there and they have to be alone. And I try not to even house them next to another one because then they're, fighting to a fence. But for the most part, they're just loving, you know, I mean, they're, they're easygoing and, and loving. Uh, you know, I, I have so many stories, but you know, you don't probably have time for stories. Some, <laughs> some, give us one. Yeah. I had some people that traveled a lot and they, they came from another state, they, Colorado, they were down visiting the mother-in-law and they had, a, they have a couple of big dogs and they had this mini pig and um, we call her Pam. Um, they called me because she attacked her mother-in-law and um, bit her in the back of the leg oh. and, you know, did some damage. Well, this pig can do a lot of things. It can travel. They can be your best friend. They can do a lot of things. But pigs can also get stressed out, just like any other kind of animal, cats, dogs, you know. If you keep changing their home, they're not like people. They don't understand. This is just a trip when we're going back. They don't understand. Everything seems new to them Every single time they do it and it's it can become very stressful and Pam she's the small I'm she's a very small pig she weighs a little bit too much for my liking but she's a very small statured pig probably 10 inches at the shoulder and I mean she literally tore my thumb off when I first got her she acted perfect when they walked around they said oh we don't know what happened you know we just want to find her a, a safe place to stay and we're going back to Utah we're just down for a wedding they left her with me. That night, she attacked me. I mean, she literally attacked me. A lot of people would have probably euthanized her. I called them and said, hey, she's not going to be a good fit for rehoming. You know, I didn't realize she was this aggressive. And they said, well, do whatever you have to. We don't mind. If you have to put her down, put her down. I was just devastated by that, that they had so lack of, you know, caring. So I just said, well, PM is not going to live in the house, even though she's a very small pig. She's going to live outside. I have to put her in the barn. She is the most well-adjusted, happy pig I think I have on the farm now. It's just circumstances. Anything can be worked out, you know, and they all deserve a chance. Well, unless a wolf comes along and tries to blow their house down, then I think. Yeah. Uh, oh, you've been waiting all day for that. He's been waiting all day to put that in. Well, that's what we were talking in our last segment. We were talking about training your pigs, and it's just like a dog and a child. You don't train them. That's what you get. You can get aggression. You can get depression. You can yeah. get all sorts of problems. Fear, yeah. Food yeah. is a great motivator for training. Uh, you just have to use the right treat. People, that's the biggest thing. People don't feed yeah. them properly. And that that's the biggest message I wish to give to everybody is if you do decide that this is what you want, make sure you find the proper feeding regimen for your for your pig. I mean, that is the most important thing. I see so much abuse in the form of, overfeeding it just their belly drives around and they can't see they get fat lines it's just terrible kim we need to take a quick break but when we come back from the break uh rick i hear you wanting to come in with a question so we'll start with that uh we're talking all about pigs right here on 1320 wils If you're out of the listening area, you can hear the MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show live online. Go to 1320WILS.com and click on the Listen Live link. Whoever said the dogs won't chase parked cars never met Rick Proust and Lee Cohen. 
They're back on the MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show. 1320 WILS. We're back here with the MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show, and we've been talking this morning all about pigs. And we've got as a guest on the line uh, Kim Laparel. And Kim, we were talking prior to the break about pigs, and Rick, you had a question. So let's start there. Well, we were talking about the pigs being kind of treat motivated, and it just reminded me, Lee, how your wife is uh, kind of a professional chef. Yeah. Um, I'm just curious, is that kind of. Uh, something that's kept you in line <laughs> <laughs> actually there's no que- there's no question if you want more out of me there's no question that the <laughs> treats do help <laughs> yes yes now on a more um, uh, constructive note i'm just curious if there's one thing i think when people bring in pigs that are meant to be mini pigs or i hear stories about pigs and their experiences if there's one thing i've noticed is that size and the size that the pig gets seems to sometimes line up with their expectations, but sometimes it does not line up with their expectations. And I was hoping you could help us understand, you know, the size of these pigs, what's realistic, and how would you want to go about, let's say you were a perfect uh, match as far as lifestyle and taking the steps necessary to make pigs a happy home. What's some of the advice you could give as far as the types of pigs and whether it's size or temperament? Is there much variation in both size and temperament? What I have noticed is uh, Juliana pigs uh, tend to be uh, a little bit taller and thinner. I mean, if size is a motivator for the the person, um, I would definitely go with the smaller variety. Um, The Juliana tends to be a little bit and the thinner, smaller side, Vietnamese potbelly pigs, they tend to be more robust. Um, they're bigger all the way around. They are very loving. Well, they can all, they have teeth, right? And if you don't treat them right, they will reach out. So, you you know, you just have to make sure. I would recommend people that have young ch- children, they think, oh, you know, my daughter loves Peppa Pig. Don't get a pig because your daughter loves Peppa Pig. Get her a stuffed pig. Pigs can... You know they can be dangerous if they're not treated properly. So, I would I would recommend getting a smaller variety if you you know have small surroundings you know for your um, pig to be in. Um, you know if you have property and and you have a small barn and you then the bigger variety of pigs they'll be much easier to manage and you know rather than in the house. Mine use the bathroom just like the dogs. When the dogs go up, the the pig will run out. You know, that's just the way they. You know, they're they're smarter than the dogs, actually, and they make less mistakes. Um, there's usually no mistakes, and I would always recommend that they would get them fixed. They should always be spayed or neutered. They always make a better pet. Um, if they reach maturity and they're not, they can get somewhat aggressive monthly, and I would be very cautious with that. So. Um, I don't know if I'm answering the question you asked me, but um, no, yeah. those those are good. Those that, that, are that good is points. a good answer, yeah. and I'm just curious. I'm curious: is there variations in temperament just by nature of the type that they are, um, think, or does I it notice if that? It's, if it's a, yeah, I really haven't noticed point. that. To be true, I have very small pigs that are can be aggressive, more aggressive. And I have very large pigs, you know, that have snarked out and, you know, tried to reach out. And none of them are vicious by nature, you know, trust me. Um, I, I don't think temperament has anything to do with the size. But let's put it all into perspective. I have an 80-pound black lab. 
why wouldn't I want an 80-pound pig? They come in a smaller package. You go, oh, my God, that's that's a big pig. You know, I was expecting a teacup. Why would you want a tiny, tiny chihuahua that you could step on if you could have something that was more sustainable and it just had, it was a little more compact? That's the way I look at it. Their average size is about 12 to 14 inches at the shoulder, like a beagle, like a small beagle. That's about their size, but their weight is much more dense. Now put 80 pounds on that or 120 pounds on that. It, you know, can wreck the floors, or, you know, there's, you just have a lot of considerations that you should take that all into consideration before you decide to take a pet. Now, Kim, when it comes to uh, getting a pet in your home, one of the other considerations that people need to think about is what are the regulations of the community or the county in which I live? Because there are ordinances that go up, and it's literally, it can be city to city where on some blocks you can get them and some you can't. Talk about your experience with that. Um, I've had a whole lot of experience with that. People, you know, that's where most of my rescues come from. People saying, hey, I didn't know. I thought I would just have her live in the house. Well, unless you want them, you know, using the bathroom in the house, that's kind of a big job. You know, you have an 80-pound animal using the bathroom in the house. You want them to go outside. You want them to go out into a safe backyard. Neighbors see it and say, the first thing they do is they call their city offices or they call the township and they say my neighbor's got a farm animal in their backyard because they're fearful they don't want you know it breaking loose they don't want it hurting their kids or their dogs um so i mean all legitimate stuff i i never ever let people have a pig unless they give me proof that their township will allow a pig and what the township says is a lot of times they'll say, well, this is what my town, my, I lived in Romeo at the time, and they said, if you get the pig, you know, because the farm animal name is pig, that's a farm animal name. I said, but this is going to be a domesticate just like a dog. And they said, very true, if that's what you want, as long as your neighbors don't complain, we won't, we won't enforce the law. But technically, that's what they told me. And I got my pig. I didn't have any issues. But a lot of people do. You know, they, they maybe put their pigs out for too long or whatever. Or there's some, you know, dog on either side and there's some tension that way. I don't know exactly, you know, but I've had most of my people call me and say, I've got, you know, three days to find a home or they're going to come and take the pig. You know, and I'm on my second day. Please, you have to help me. So that's how I've gotten a lot of my pigs. And, you know, rehomed, I was successful to rehome probably in the last several years, I probably rehomed six, and they all seem to be doing fine. Everybody's happy, but it's it's not a, a good situation. It's better, way better to plan ahead. Now, when it comes to having a pig, again, one of the big things that I keep hearing is the intelligence level is an issue because the truth is I'm guessing that probably your border collies and your German shepherds, your smarter breeds out there are getting a serious run for their money uh, when it comes to (laughs) intelligence from some of these pigs. Am I correct? Probably. Um, I think the pigs are actually much more intelligent than dogs, even like the smarter breeds of dogs. Pigs are, you know, they're exceptional. Um, They're just, they can be just like children, you know what I mean? But not. They're still animals, 
but they're very, very intelligent, and the maintenance on them is much less expensive. That's what why they're so popular. Um, they don't need all the immunizations and the things like that that, you know, dogs need. You know, you have to be licensed and this and that, and, you know, you have to get flea protection. The mini pigs don't, they don't need uh, heart guard, and they don't need the flea protection and all that stuff. They're a very low-maintenance animal. They need to be wormed. That's basically all I really do. I give ivermectin every four months uh, just for any parasites because they do put their nose directly into the ground and they can pick up parasites from the ground. So, um, you know, they can pick up things, but nothing like a dog. Like dogs are a lot more expensive to own. Um, you know, like the yearly licensing and things like that. Is, you know, it's people look at that as, wow, you know, I don't even have to license a pig. Um, they just have to make sure they're able to have one. Right. Now, Rick, you have any questions? Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, you know, with dogs um, or puppies, you know, uh, a rescue dog or get a pup, um, what's, the, what, what's your advice as far as whether one would be a good candidate for coming to your rescue for one, and what would be a good candidate for somebody that might find uh, a piglet as being a better choice. Uh, can you give some guidance there? Karen, unfortunately, you only got 30 seconds for that. Okay. Well, I, I would say, you know, it, it depends on do you have small children. I, You know, if you have small children, like under five or six, I wouldn't recommend a pig. No, at all. You know, it's just their circumstances really would rule out what would be the better choice. Pigs are a little bit less expensive to own, um, you know, is, but you have to feed them the proper food. You can't go cheap on that. You just have to know, you know, what they their requirements are and what, you know, you can do. I would always recommend a pig over a dog. They don't make as much noise, and uh, to me, they're a lot more loving. They love a good belly rub, you know, and they, they'll lay in your lap just like a dog. Well, it sounds so. like uh, there's a lot of passion there. Karen, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. We've been speaking this morning with Kim Apparel, and bottom line is, Rick, very interesting show. Unfortunately, uh, we're going to have to come back to pigs because I've got lots of questions still. But on behalf of Rick Proust, my co-host, and Dr. Will Schultz, this is Lee Cohen wishing all of you a great weekend, a great weekend. We'll talk next weekend on the MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show. Meantime, please, please take good care of your pets. Have a great week, everyone. Hey, got some ideas for a show? Questions? Maybe suggestions? Just email us, mmpets at 1320wils.com or message us on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash mmpets.